Hey guys, welcome back to Adorn Podcast. I am here today with my special guest, my special husband. Hi friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. So, welcome to the show, babe. Thank you. Happy to be here in our dining room. So let's start out kind of like Casey and Jonathan did last week and say, um, what has been your favorite thing about this Corona? Oh, I saw somebody call it the other day, um, Coronacation. That's probably not how most people are experiencing this, but what has been your favorite thing about this weird season that we're in? Uh, definitely all the home improvement things that we've done and uh, fire pit, new ceiling fans, just little things that I've wanted to do for a long time that we're finally having the all the time in the world to get done. Um, and that's that's what makes me happy is taking care of things around the house. So I've enjoyed that aspect of it. What about camping? Yes, and we got a rooftop tent. And, well, we, we got it, and we went camping. And then, like, literally the next day, they shut down all the Texas state parks. So we have not been camping since. But we are waiting very attentively for the reopening yeah so if you've listened to our episode um a while back about actually oh the valentine's day episode and we talked about our different enneagram numbers you've kind of seen that reign true right now like taylor he's all he's a six so he's all about stability and and so he's been like loving this time of fixing up all the things that we never had a chance to do because my sevenness wanted to always be out doing fun things and a lot of that is um not possible right now so this has been a thriving season for for taylor um, and for me, honestly, I, I think I'm enjo- enjoying it more than I thought I would. Obviously, it's it's really um, just weird, like mentally weird, trying to figure out like what are we allowed to do? What can we not do? It's always changing. And when is this going to end? And there's been like, it's been more of like a roller coaster. I feel like there's some days where I'm like, this is great. Our whole family's together. I love it. Sweet memories. And then there's days where I'm like, when is this going to end? I don't like having no end in sight. Like I miss the girls, you know, they miss their school and all this stuff. So I feel like it's, for me, it's been more of like a roller coaster. and I'm not really like an emotional type person. Um, but I've been feeling like higher highs and lower lows for sure. But, um, we also understand that we're incredibly blessed and not everybody is in the same situation where, um, neither my income or Taylor's income has been, affected by this like both of our jobs are safe and so we understand that and we we're very thankful for that and so hopefully you're not hearing this and in, in thinking that we're thinking everybody's experiencing it the same way that we are because we understand that that's definitely not the case but we are definitely grateful that um that we are in the boat that we're in right now so um that's just a quick little flyover for how we're doing but let's jump in um like Casey said last week, we decided that we would um, just each take a week walking through a different passage that the Lord has been using during this season um, to teach us more about himself and to comfort us and challenge us and um, bring us closer to him. And so uh, we decided that we were going to go through Psalm 16. And uh, Taylor and I have some history with this psalm in particular, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go on. But 
Um, this is a short psalm. It's a great one that talks a lot about um, who God is and what we're called to do in light of that. So um, Taylor, will you give us like a quick theme or summary? Um, I think you said you had a good one from Mr. Piper. Yeah, so Piper sums it up nicely. He says, the main point of Psalm 16 is God will bring you body and soul through life and death to full and everlasting pleasure. If he is your safest refuge and your supreme treasure and your sovereign Lord and your trusted counselor. Good old Piper. Always bringing that wisdom. I read another um, quick summary that I thought was really good. It says, trust and care in God's provision is key to rest and contentment. I'll say that again because it's quick, but it's good. Trust and care in God's provision is key to rest and contentment. Um, And one of the things Casey and I always talk about as we're walking through passages is to first look for who God is before we look to what we can relate to in the passage. So Taylor, will you give us some quick um, just bullet points of different attributes of God that we see throughout this text? Yeah, we see God as protector in verse 1. We see God as Lord. We see God as omniscient and infinite. We see him as strength, as long-suffering, and as good. That's really good. Really good. Because it kind of sets our heart and our minds first. Like, especially in this season, we might fall into the habit of just like going to scripture and saying like, okay, I need an encouragement. I need comfort. I need whatever it is. And yes, the scripture does do that always, but, um, to kind of reset our hearts and first in looking at the scriptures, Jen Wilkin has that famous quote. I think we've said it on here before, but just that we can never like our fears and anxieties can never be banished by the knowledge of who we are. They can only be banished by the knowledge of who God is. And so that's kind of just setting our hearts right. Um, and then we'll jump right into the text. So bless us with your wonderful reading, please. Let me just tell a quick story really fast. This is so funny. So when Taylor was in middle school or elementary school, maybe his teacher called, um, his mom and was like, I need you to come in and have like a parent conference or something. Right. And, um, is his English teacher. And so Taylor's mom shows up and she's like, I just have to let you know that, um, Taylor, were you in trouble this time or was she happy? I don't remember because one teacher was like mad that Taylor was so good at doing these like funny voices when he would read. And then one teacher was like, I'm so proud of Taylor. He does all these really good voices while he reads. So now I talked to you up a lot. So do you want to do it in an accent? Yeah, come on. It'll be so fun. Can you do it in Scottish? Okay. My favorite um, theologian, which we've talked on here before, is Sinclair Ferguson. So do your best Ferguson accent on verses one and two. Psalm 16, Confidence in the Lord. Protect me, O God, for I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have nothing good beside you. I love it so much. I want to kiss your face. Um, so before we move on from that, like already we're seeing, we're seeing things um, about who God is. He, you know, this is written by David. And what he's saying here at first is, preserve me, O Lord, for in you I take refuge. And then it talks about, um, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. And uh, our church did a video on Easter, which I thought was really cool. And it was kind of these like 20 second flyby testimonies. They're like, this is who I was. Jesus came into my life. This is who I am now. And actually, Jonathan, Casey's husband, said something that has stuck with me that I thought was so good. And 
what he said was, even though he grew up in a Christian home and Jesus was his savior, it wasn't until Jesus became his Lord that he really gave his life for him. And I just kept like thinking about that and thinking about that phrase, like, yes, Jesus was my savior, but he wasn't my Lord. And I think we have kind of this like Christianese around the word Lord um, and what it means. But when I was thinking about this, I was just thinking of like a lot of times we'll say, yeah, I'm a Christian and Jesus is my savior. And we kind of, what we mean is that, you know, like he gets me out of hell or I'll get to be with him when I die. But we don't think it necessarily has an impact on our current life here. But like what David is saying in the Psalm, he says, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. So I think times like this where everything is changing and unknown and can be scary and can be uncomfortable and can be painful really reveals whether we see Jesus just as our Savior or if we see Jesus as our Lord. And if we see him as Lord over our lives, that means that we're surrendering to the fact that he is Lord and we're not going to try to be Lord. We're surrendering to the fact that he is Lord and that that can provide peace in his plan, that can provide seeking his will above our own will. Um, It just in this time, it really reveals in our hearts how we see Jesus. Do we only see him as Savior or do we also, um, in, you know, equally as important, see him as Lord over, over all things? All right, so verses 3 and 4. You don't have to keep doing your accent, but if you want to, you, you totally can. As for the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones. All my delight is in them. So what do you think that verse means? Well, back in verse 2, it says, I have nothing good beside you. And I think what David is saying is that people who also hold God as their supreme treasure are the people that he is most delighted in. And these are the people that we should be pulling in around us in community with. That's a really good point. And I think we see the contrast to that in the next verse, right? In verse 4, it says, The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. So it's kind of this contrast, right? Like you're saying, these are the people that we should be doing life with. We should be pulling in around us. We should be delighting in. And then the people who, you know, run after other gods are not to say we should never be, you know, friends with them or anything like that. But what he's saying is like, that's not where we should find our delight. So I think that contrast, it seems kind of random. Those two verses in the middle of this Psalm seems kind of random, but I think that's a good takeaway from that verse. All right. Will you read verse uh, five? Lord, you are my portion and my cup of blessing. You hold my future. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. This is interesting because your is CSB, and so it's the wording is a little bit different. But I kind of like I kind of like it because mine doesn't say future, and I like that yours said future. Um, but I really this these two verses really stood out a lot to me because it talks about how how when he's saying that you are my portion in my cup, what he's saying is that you are enough. You are my portion. You are enough, and he's saying that. Um, this is where we see God's um, infinitude and his omniscience and in the fact that he's like, we know, he knows how this is all going to play out. Like we don't know, but God holds our future. Like your, like your passage said, Taylor, God holds our future. And so he's, he's already on the other side of this. And whether that's something that you struggle with, like fear of how is this going to play out? What is it going to look like for the next week, month, year, decade? Like, what is it going to look like for us as we come out of this? And we don't have to try to figure that out because God already has it. Um, he's, he already holds it. He's got the whole world in his hands. You know, that, that, that whole idea. Um, so I think that's really, 
a good reminder for us and a good comfort to maybe the fear that we're feeling. And then I, I like that phrase, the, um, the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. And this is something that I've been saying to myself over and over again over the last couple of weeks as we've been walking through the Psalms is it might not always feel like the boundary lines are in pleasant places, um, but reminding ourselves like of all of the good things that we do have. And Taylor's been really good at um, re- graciously reminding me of this when I get frustrated or um, like annoyed, like he's really good at not being like, hey, you have a lot to be thankful for. But instead, just reminding me of like, no, look at the things that God has given us and to try to just like shift our eyes to those things instead of focusing on the things, you know, that might be hard during this season. So um, Taylor's been very good at doing that and just reminding ourselves that our inheritance isn't necessarily our circumstances here or what it looks like on the other side of this sickness or anything like that. But our beautiful inheritance is, is the fact that we get to be in heaven with Jesus one day. So verse seven says, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. So I've, I would normally have just read over this first because I don't know. But lately I've been thinking because I have a newborn. I'm, well, I guess he's not a newborn anymore, huh? Weird. Okay. Since I have a four month old, um, we just recently transferred him into sleeping in his crib at night and he wakes up, um, more often than I would like, but something just practical that maybe you can take away from this episode is that it says that I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me and that we can remember that God does not sleep. And so he's there in the middle of the night when we feel like we're alone. Um, we can call on him. We can pray to him. And so what I've been trying to do is just at night when I'm feeding the baby or up trying to get him to go back to sleep, just whoever the Lord puts on my heart, just praying for them um, and using that time to really invest in prayer and things like that. So that's just, if you're someone who wakes up at night with fear during this season, or just maybe you're in the same boat with me as having a baby, like it's a good time to, to use that as a time of, of prayer. So you want to take us on to verse eight? I always let the Lord guide me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. And this is a verse that, uh, I've always really liked. And it's, it's been important to us as a family and to me personally, because when we moved here, I had my job interview um, for the EMS service that I work for now. And everything was kind of riding on this because Aaron was pregnant and it was kind of all down to this to get us here to Texas and get me a stable job and a career to start so that, you know, could provide for these twins that were about to be born. So I remember Aaron prayed this over me before my interview and I was super nervous just because everything that was riding on it. And this verse gave me a lot of comfort going into that interview. That's a good memory. It feels like a lifetime ago. Now we have, now they're six and we have another baby and it's crazy, but I think it's a really good reminder for this season too, right? Of like just that he is there and he is always comforting to me. And this verse, the thing that stood out to me in this verse is how it says always my translation says, I have set the Lord always before me. And anytime we see the word like always or never, it always jumps out to me because we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to be always or never people. We we accuse each other of being always or never people. You always put your clothes next to the laundry bin instead of in the laundry. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we think we do that, but we, we can never always do something. Um, but that's just really convicting to me of like, how, how can I always make sure that the Lord is before me and, and, um, 
like I said, we're never going to do that perfectly, but it's, it's very challenging and convicting for me to think of how can I try to do that? Um, and I don't have a perfect answer, but I'm going to work on it. And I think it, it might look like, um, the, like the big things and the little things and not just saying, you know, the Lord is always with me when I make a big decision. Like that's true, but he's also just as much he w- as he was at Taylor's right hand in that interview. Like he's here as I wash the dishes or as I, you know, feed the kids dinner and in those things as, as much as the big things. And I think that the key to making that happen is to, to spending time with God in, in, reading his word and in prayer. And the more that we do that, the more it's going to become kind of second nature to call upon him and to, to set him before you and to remember that he's at your right hand is, you know, just like any relationship, the more time you spend together, the more intimacy there is in those relationships. So verse nine, therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy one see corruption. And Taylor, doesn't this, doesn't verse nine make you think of Reed and how he smiles right now? Yeah, definitely. His starts in his mouth and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then his cheeks and his eyes join in. His whole being rejoices. Yeah, that's true. I just read that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much like reading. You know, they get the whole little body shake as they smile. So cute. And then like we talked about at the beginning, the, that, that verse 10 where it says, you will not abandon me, that like God is, is long suffering and he is steadfast and he will not abandon us. And this is one of my favorite things that God has been just bringing up and bringing up and bringing up over and over again through the classes I was teaching at church and just through my own personal study is, you know, this is a theme we see all throughout scripture is that God makes a promise and he will never abandon it. We see this from Abraham and his covenant. We see this um, very specifically in Jacob and the story of Jacob. We see this um, with Jesus through the great commission at the end of the gospel of Matthew, where he says, I'm with you to the end of the age. And this is just this super comforting promise. And Casey has talked about this before um, on an episode where she talked about um, their loss of Isaac and, and how, you know, what a comfort it is to have God with you in the storm. And I heard, um, a woman from our church say this the other night on our prayer zoom call. And she was talking about how, how it's better to, um, to be in a boat in a storm, but have Jesus be in the boat with you than to not have a storm at all. And I just think that's so comforting to know that the one who can tell the storm to cease, it can be with you. And that's just, I think it's during this season specifically, what a great reminder that is that we don't ever have to to really be afraid because not only is God in control of it, but he's also with us through it. And that's just crazy. One of my favorite things we've talked about is um, an episode a long time ago in our series of we called who God is. And we talked about how God is both infinite and he's intimate. And and that's what we're seeing here is that he has power over this coronavirus, but he's also with us and he's intimate to walk us through, um, through this season as well. Last verse. Do you want to read it, babe? You reveal the path of life to me. In your presence is abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. 
So we play this game in the car sometimes. Um, it's actually the girl's idea, and I love when they come up with it, but they grab their Bible in the car and they say, okay, mom, pick a verse, and then they, they try to find it. And it takes a lot of help. I have to tell them, okay, no, go further. No, 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 go back. And then you know, you know they say, what's the big number and what's the little number? And, and so I had them read this one um, yesterday in the car, and it's just it's a sweet reminder to hear other people read Scripture. I mean, obviously, you should be reading it yourself, but just to hear these little tiny voices, like speak these truths helps to store it away in your heart. And I just love that. But, um, this, this, this particular verse again is coming back to that theme of like, he knows the path of life and he will make it known to us. And it doesn't mean he's going to tell us exactly how this is going to play out, but he will show us like the very next step, the very next step. And, and something that, um, I try to remember who I first heard this from, but they said like just do the next oh you know who it was <laughs> frozen two <laughs> it is from frozen two but that's not originally where i heard it from but i just started to think of it in my head to just do the next right thing and i'm not like trying to endorse frozen two here or anything like that but it's a good line and it's a it's a good truth to remember oh you know what it was it was beth moore she said she is today where she is because she just kept doing the next thing god put in front of her and that's you know that's hard to not see the end game or to see what like what we're ultimately going to be like in five years or whatever but to just continue to to walk that path because that's where life is and like we said god's going to be with us through that and it's in his presence on that path where we find fullness of joy I love that phrase, fullness of joy, like not just a little bit of joy, but fullness of joy, because at his right hand are our pleasures evermore. All right. So we thought we would um, finish today's episode with just having some reflection questions that y'all can just kind of think over as you go about the rest of your day. So we see David talk about um, how God is protector, he is our portion, and he is present with us. So which of those three do you really need to lean into? Do you need to be reminded that God is your protector, that God is your portion, or that God is present with you in this season? All right, babe, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, You're welcome. It's a long walk into the dining room, but it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, and most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cox.